the hell's in there. It's weird and pissed off, whatever it is. She just goes a little mad sometimes. We all go a little mad sometimes. Game over, man. Game over. What an excellent day for an exorcism. You are invited to an open house where horror will be your host. Don't fall asleep. I just got a massive blast of that uh, intro song. Thanks to my son twiddling with the knobs on our mixing desk. Ah. <laughs> He's back cleaning the ears out. That's what you get. Woo! <laughs> okay, woo! I can, I, I can see the universe, man. <laughs> I can see the spice. <clears throat> oh, I'm looking forward to Denny Villeneuve's Dune, by the way. Excellent. It'll be good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Speaking of space travel, what mm. the fucking the week that I've had pales in comparison to John Cena having to apologise to all of China. What? <laughs> yeah. So hang on. John Cena, former worst cameo video ever, by the way. John Cena, former WWE or WWF, I don't know which one it is. Uh, champion WWE because remember they had a court battle with the WWF with the World Wide Federation. Oh, and the Pandas won. Oh, the World Wildlife Fund. Yeah, the Pandas yeah. won, so they had to change it to WWE. There you go. I yeah. did not know that. Yeah. There you go. Give this woman a job in animal welfare. <laughs> Too soon, man. Too soon. But, but John Cena was in China mm. promoting the new Fast and Furious movie. I, oh, is he in it? He's in it. Okay. And he made the mistake of saying that uh, the first country that's going to be able to see it is Taiwan. Yeah. And all of China lost their shit. So John Cena got on Weibo, uh-huh. the, the Chinese social networking site, yes, which is only slightly more evil than Twitter uh-huh. in that it publishes your social credit score. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, they, he got onto Weibo and promo- he posted like a good 45-second apology video in Mandarin about, oh. about how he's really sorry and he loves China and he doesn't want to offend anyone. Basically erasing Taiwan <laughs> as a sovereign state. <laughs> Just so people can go, oh, what's Fast and the Furious 9? Wow. Now that guy has probably had to eat a lot of protein in his life, but there yeah. was more protein in that shit sandwich than he oh, had to eat. that he has ever taken. Oh my God. Well, that reminds me, for those, um, we should put it up on Facebook. For those um, outside of Australia who may not have seen it, the last time that... Uh, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard came into Australia to film The Last Pirates of the Caribbean. They brought in their two little doggies, which they did not declare. Um, And then, of course, the paparazzi got pictures of their dogs frolicking in Australia. They had smuggled in dogs. Um, So after quite a lot of, um, you know, furious to and froing between uh, Johnny Depp's reps and uh, our, like, federal minister for, what was it? It was for primary industries and For primary industries and biosecurity, basically told Johnny Depp that... (laughs) <laughs> Our special forces were going to show up and shoot their dogs. <laughs> so Johnny Depp agreed to do a for him and Amber Heard do like a formal apology um, message to the people of Australia and an announcement to be shown on flight saying, you know, don't sneak your dogs into Australia. <laughs> it is the most like hostage terrorist negotiation. You know, like people in Afghanistan are forced to say, yes, democracy yeah. is dead. Yeah, Daniel Pearl had a better time in his video than Johnny Depp did in his, yeah. It is the 
the most awkward video you've ever seen. There's like literally, I think the minister for like biosecurity is standing behind the camera with a nine millimeter to, to <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Buffalo's head. While Johnny Depp is just like, do not mess with Australia. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing about that was everyone said that Johnny Depp has smuggled his dogs in. Yeah. You've got these two little fluff ball yeah. things. And there's Amber Heard just letting him take all the bullets. <laughs> but, and I, you know, I don't want to get in, I don't really want to get in too deep. To, oh, to let's, that, oh, don't, don't. But Johnny Depp fucking hung out with Hunter S. Thompson and like his best mates with the guys from Ministry yeah. and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. You know, here in the Viper Room. Do you really think he's sneaking a couple of fucking dogs in or do you reckon Amber maybe just fucking brought those in? No, I have no doubt that like Johnny Depp like smuggled them in. Absolutely. Really? Yeah. Because it's a classic distraction. Okay. How else... Do you like divert attention from the 20 kilos of coke you've got up your ass, okay, by having a couple of like little terriers up your sleeves? Yappy dogs. It's a classic trick. It works every time. It's how I smuggle my cocaine. He looks like one of those balloons exploded inside him, doesn't he? (laughs) He really does. Doesn't look like the last two years have not been kind. Maybe that could explain like that whole video. Yeah, he was afraid. He was afraid to move in case another one ruptured. <laughs> it's like, I haven't had this much fucking cocaine in my system since the Owl Ranch oh. with fucking Hunter. <laughs> oh, wow. I can't. So was was China just upset that because Taiwan would see Fast and the Furious 9 before China? <laughs> no, no. It's because of their territorial dispute. They see China as an errant rogue state that's part of China and should be returned to the mainland. Oh, yeah. No, I know that. Yeah. But... So that was the offence. In oh. that someone from the West recognised Taiwan yeah. as a sovereign state. And they were fucking pissed off. Oh, well, you know what? I don't want to, like, flan the fames, but uh, I'd like to formally recognise Taiwan. Oh, don't do that. Please, China, I can't speak Mandarin nearly as well as John Cena. <laughs> Please do not destroy us with your righteous hellfire. Oh, my God, they're going to start, like, building, like, we are target a, practice. a reef. <laughs> like, we are just near my native I'm just saying, I, yeah. I, I, accept, I accept the sovereignty of Taiwan. <laughs> and I accept the sovereignty of uh, Taiwan and the sovereignty of Hong Kong. What there. about Palestine? I'm all for Palestine. <laughs> <laughs> oh my lord! Now talk about ones I'm not prepared to like <laughs> wade into. <laughs> no, you know what? I just—it's at that point. How long is that going to go on? Seriously, yeah. we just need someone to just rock up and be like, you know what? Both of you, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like everyone, shut the fuck up. Yeah. We're it, just going to sort this out. Shut the fuck up. The whole policy seems to be people living in a in a steadily shrinking apartheid state shouldn't throw stones. Oh. <sighs> Yeah. Just, just you know what? Just everyone shut the fuck up and be fucking nice to each other. There you go. That's the end of the. That's that's how you solve it. Good. Every- your Miss Your Miss America pitch was fucking great. Yeah. You know what? I'm here to bring the world together so we can all just shut the fuck up and just get the fuck along with each other. You're the only Miss Congeniality who would literally drink from a bottle of Jim Beam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Taiwan. This dress was made in Taiwan. (laughs) Oh, wow. I can't. uh... But the the scariest thing was seeing John Cena speak fluent Mandarin. Who knew? Because I would have thought, I mean, apparently he's quite an intelligent dude. I don't follow Mm. wrestling, but Mm. people have told me he's quite intelligent. To me, it looked like one of those cases where some guy who's into big buffy sports gets one too many head knocks and wakes up with a different accent. (laughs) <laughs> just woke up speaking yeah, like speaking, yeah. speaking like his his pigeon English version of Mandarin, like, Ching Mandarin. Chong, dong, but it was like real. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and he's he's fluent. Well, see, I I choose to believe that like you know John Cena and the wrestlers at the WWE are like human test, 
you know, guinea pigs for that like matrix kind of thing where they can just like upload a language into you. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Mm, like uh, the benefits of protein shakes, they they took that one out and then they put in the USB for Mandarin. Yeah. Well, yeah. apparently, um, you know, Rowdy Roddy Piper in um, They Live, mm. the the infamous line, mm. I'm here to chew go- bubblegum and kick ass, yeah. was one of the lines that he came up with for WWE. And they, they were workshopping all the lines. They're like, nah, you can't use that one. That one's shit. Yeah. So he just puts it in the back pocket and trots it out for one of the greatest fucking horror films ever made. <laughs> oh, my God. I absolutely love it. So there's a few geniuses in the rank. The Rock. Mm-hmm. Oh, good God. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, apart from, you know, the obvious, you know. <laughs> you want to put, put The Rock in The Rock? Oh, I'd put him between two hard places. Oh. That certainly suggests that things are very dry. <laughs> Australia is a dry continent. <laughs> Come and meet the two sisters. <laughs> oh my god! The uh, oh, you know what? Oh my god! I would. Oh my god! The Rock is so attractive. I would even do him as the dodgy special effect Rock in the, the Mummy Scorpion Two. King. <laughs> Really? No, the Mummy Two. Yeah, isn't that the Scorpion King? <laughs> no, that was the Mummy Two. Oh, okay. With the, where he comes out of the yeah, no, that was the Mummy Two. Some of the shittest. Yeah, that was pure lawnmower man. Oh, that was so bad. You know yeah. what? I'd, I'd still, I'd still do him like that. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um, well, digitally. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd fucking oh, I'd digitally the Rock. Um, I honestly, why don't you? Why isn't he like fucking president? I don't know. It's sort of America out. Is it, is, is it his Samoan heritage? Could that stop it? Oh, because it's the whole if you're born in another country, you can't be president. Yeah, something like that. But uh, is he Samoan or is he Hawaiian? I'm pretty sure he's Hawaiian. Samoan. Oh, okay. Samoan. Well, that fucks that. Yeah. If you can prove he's from American Samoa. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Get, get the team on it, Dwayne. <laughs> With a name like Dwayne he should be in. You will see when when he first because I always knew him as The Rock when he came out as Dwayne Johnson, <laughs> I was like I refuse to call him Dwayne. Oh, you would call him anything. It's oh, oh my god, I'd, I'd fucking call him Betty Sue if he asked me to. <laughs> um, oh my god, I'd call him mine Hitler if he asked me to. Oh my god, like oh my. There's a sex fetish where Dwayne Johnson wants to be called Hitler. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, I'm just saying if there's a niche that's not being filled, Dwayne, I'm, I'm here. Hitler was a pasty vegetarian <laughs> with Alzheimer's towards the end. Oh, my God. And you know what? I would make sure that I would do the rock on a cheat day because have you seen what he eats for a cheat day? Yeah, it's incredible. He's, his cheat day is my day. Oh, my <laughs> Oh, my God. Because, yeah, I would literally, I would fuck the rock senseless and then we would go out and just eat pancakes for eight hours. Don't tell me that's not the perfect sexual experience right there. Didn't we do an episode on someone like this who, like, butchered their boyfriend? What was their name? Catherine Knight. Catherine Knight. Knight. Yeah. Yeah. You're very much exhibiting Catherine Knight behaviour right now. Oh, I'd serve him up in a fry pan. Oh, <laughs> oh no, he is he is just too beautiful to... You, you couldn't eat him. His, he's too lean. No, you know what? Some things are just... They're just so beautiful. You just have to... You, you, know, you, you, you can't tame them. You need to just let them run free. Mm. Your turkey shoot nature preserve. <laughs> 
AKA Broken Hill. <laughs> Just be like, let him free. <laughs> Can't run far, Dwayne, without shoes. <laughs> See how far you get in spin effects, buddy. I know you're hard, but how hard are your feet? <laughs> he comes back bloodied. He's got no fat on him. He's fucked. <laughs> Perfect. Take him out to the desert. Wolf Creek him. Oh, my God. Give me two minutes. He'd have a fat on him. <laughs> but I digress. Very much so. Yeah. But I do notice that when they were uh, getting the people to make that announcement about Fast and the Furious 9, I noticed they didn't send the rock out. No. <laughs> it was just like, who's the most disposable person we've got <laughs> in this film? Is it just because the Fast and the Furious, like, they're running out of bald people? Because they've got Vin Diesel, Jason Statham, The Rock. Are they just like, God, like, we're running out of baldies? Who's next? Jason Alexander. <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> oh my god, you're Fast and the Furious 22. <laughs> oh no. I was parking! <laughs> Jerry! <laughs> you just ruined the franchise. <laughs> well, how can you ruin something which is born ruined? <gasps> you hush your mouth. Paul, I mean, Paul Walker died in the most ironic way possible. Yeah, oh uh, yeah. And they just kept it going. Yeah. Actually, when they when he did pass, and because they, they still had to finish that film off, what that 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 oh, I, I want to give props to the effects people on that movie. Oh, that, that was, was incredible. That was amazing how they were able to still um, finish that off. But oh my god, the first time the Rock and Vin Diesel started grabbing each other and throwing each other around, yeah, <gasps> my vagina went off like a deflating balloon. It was just. <laughs> It was just off across the cinema. Like, oh, my God. Had to get it, you down with a broom. Oh, my God. You just, you just pop. Oh. <laughs> it was a fetish that I never knew I had to see. Hang on. You went and saw Fast and the Furious in the cinema as a grown woman. Yes. I actually kind of respect that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What's the drunkest you've ever been at the cinema? <laughs> Do I have to have been watching a movie? I feel like I've just asked this of Sir John Gilgood. <laughs> Actually, I do. Oh, my God. Actually, no. And ironically, the drunkest I've ever been in a cinema, it wasn't It wasn't actually going to the movies. We had been out and we had been out in the main, like, party strip of Adelaide. Yeah. I think it might have been we'd won, like, a rugby grand final. Okay. And I was Pretty habit. This is when there was still a cinema in Hindley Street? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Mine involves the same one. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like, bless it. But the good thing about it was they had clean toilets. Yeah. And I remember, like, we were out and about and I'm like, oh, my Lord, I need to I need to go to the bathroom. Yeah. But I'm going to have to, like, sit down, build a nest. I'm going to be in there for a while. This is not going to be pretty. What are you, Eugene Toombs from season one of X-Files? <laughs> But I didn't want to go to like the pub bathrooms because oh, no. they're hideous. They're I'd rather set myself on fire. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? I am going to sneak out to the cinema because yeah. they have the cleanest toilets. And because it was like, oh, my God, it was like 10 minutes before their last film, like they were closing up. And I'm like, there's no one there. They're not going to be checking for tickets. No. I am going to rush in. I'm going to go downstairs into the very basement. No one will see me. And I'll go down into the toilet there and I can use that. Yeah. So I went down, <laughs> went down into the very far like cubicle, went down, made my little nest, Ah, had to do what I had to do. Thank God. Um, <laughs> and then I, I, you know, get to go and leave. 
And I realised when I've like, because I really had to shove the door to get it to close. Okay. I've I've pushed the door a little too much and it's sort of gone past and now the door is on the outside of the frame. Okay. It's a little bit drunk because I really didn't want someone to come in. I'm like, a rugby player. I can sex offenders. (laughs) So it's now on the outside of the frame and I'm like, and I'm trying to like squeeze it back. I can't. You can't because you're going against momentum. I can't do it. And I'm like, it's midnight. I'm in the basement. No one knows I'm there. (laughs) Nobody's coming to get me. I look around. There is a gap at the bottom of the toilets. Of the, on the floor. Yeah. I would rather die than get on a public floor toilet. Yeah. So that's out. The only other option is I have to climb above the stall where there's a bit of room. Thank God I knew I was too drunk enough to do that and live. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? I'm a, I'm a rugby player. I'm just going to give it a little nudge. You're, you're just going to fucking Lou Ferrigno <laughs> through yes! the fucking door. Tappy tap. That's all. Just give it a little, just drop the shoulder a little bit. Just give it a little bit. Get that little bit of a swing to it. In hindsight, I probably didn't need to back up to the end of the stall. Okay. I probably didn't need to drop my shoulder. And I probably didn't need to put all of my effort into it. How much does a toilet door cost? The door. (laughs) Not only the door. I hit the door. I keep going, so does the door. Oh, my God. Until we sort of like bang into a basement. I have, Not only have I taken the door off, there are bits of concrete around the hinges. Oh, my no God. No shit where I have full on tackled this fucking door. And I'm like, and I'm like, like that's going to cost a fortune to fix. Yeah. And I just like looked at it and I was just like, run away. <laughs> and I ran I had enough Wash my hands Ran out Because <laughs> I'm not an animal Ran out Head down Hiding my face From the cameras Up the stairs Through <laughs> Ran out Went outstairs Got boop, Got in the cab Went home Anyone Who used to work <laughs> At Hoyt's Hindley Street uh, No No I, Hypothetically Okay Hypothetically They've closed down you're fine. It's now a church. <laughs> Anyone who used to work at Hoyt's Hindley Street who has that footage, get in touch with us. Instagram at Gavin in the Woods. Oh, my God. Wow. So that's the drunkest I've been in a toilet. Well, the question was a cinema, but you, you fucking absolutely nailed that one. Yeah. Mine's just sad. Oh, why? What happened? I smuggled 12 beers into Blades of Glory on my own. <laughs> yeah. In the same cinema. and just It was like a 10 a.m. screening. It was my one day off in about seven weeks. So I just drank myself stupid in Blades of Glory because it was the only thing I could get into. Makes sense. Oh, my God. So, like, where'd you put them? Up your butt? Oh, no, I had this great – like, you know how everyone in the mid-2000s had to have a Fight Club leather jacket? Mm-hmm. I had the long, like, shaft version of that. Oh. Like, with the vampire back and it used mm-hmm. to, like, splay out. Yes. And I used to get around in cowboy hats and stuff a lot. I was a bit, I was a bit confused. <laughs> So no one single, quest- you say yeah, yeah. single. <laughs> so no one questioned me when I turned up to a ten AM screening, dressed as like like a cowboy, a gay cowboy version of Blade. <laughs> <laughs> to watch Blades, of <laughs> to watch Blades of Glory with a with a coat that went ding 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 as I walked in. 
and just sat there getting power drunk <laughs> to a children's film. Oh my but God. I was very polite. I took all my empties with me. Mm. Oh, that's the that's the least you can do. <laughs> yeah, that's the least you can do. Yeah, they've probably got the footage of that too. Oh, oh, the thing. I'm. Oh God, I remember like being young and. Just very poor. Like I wasn't working. Yeah. You know, just got out of like study. Got no money. But Eskimo Joe were playing at oh, the Thebi. Oh yeah, at the Thebi. Yeah. So, okay. Yep. Yep. And I'm it's like, an iconic Adelaide uh, live music venue. Yeah. And I'm like, oh man, like I really like, <laughs> I really want to take some shot in shots in for me because there's some peak songs I want to have some like shots. Yeah. Um. So. <laughs> You could get little shots, like little vacuum-sealed shots. And so I used gaffer tape. Oh, yeah, I remember them. To just like secret like packs of ammunition. <laughs> like just some down my cleavage and then under my cleavage. And then like some like between my thighs. Because I'm like, they're never going to, you know, check there. No. Um, anyway, and I was fine because I was listening to like my, you know, my like records at home. Like, yeah. And it was only when I turned them off and I started walking that I realised I was like splosh, splosh. <laughs> so I had to wait till the support act started. Oh, so and, it was nice and loud. Yeah, so it was really loud. And then I'm just like, ha, oh, oh, oh. And then just like walked in. And like we were like, yeah, Eskimo Joe. And then every now and then you'd see me and my hand would just be up my own shirt and just pulling out a shot. Woo! <laughs> I, I once changed the liquor stocking of an entire venue because of the amount I was smuggling in. Excellent. Yeah. Long neck beers, which is like a 40. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in the States. Yeah. Yeah, I used to yeah. bring those in for my live shows and they just got so sick of me smuggling alcohol and they started carrying them. <laughs> but that's another story. Be the change you want in the world. <laughs> Speaking of devastation, what are we talking about this week? Oh, my Lord. Well... This week, we find ourselves in Australia. Oh. Oh, yeah. We find ourselves hot and tired. The beads of sweat from the intense Australian heat stabs at your aching limbs. You see it up ahead, the cool relief of a shaded tree. As you move closer, you take a moment to take in the size of the tree. It is big, it is old, but most importantly, it is a sweet taste of shade. I just knocked over a case. Oh, that would have been perfect sound effect. (laughs) Without any pretense or grace or hint of civility, you slump like a wet lifeless sack like that beneath its branches. Now that all motion has ceased, your body starts to cool and a slight breeze trickles over your skin's sweet, tremendous relief. This is like a Mills and Boone written by Banjo Patterson. Good work. The small figure above you slowly makes its descent down from the branches, its eyes keen, hungry. Its nostrils take in the sour stench of your sweat and it wets its lips in anticipation and hunger. You lay there, calm, relaxed, as you watch the heat of the day pass by outside the protection of the tree. You feel blessed to have found this place. Perhaps you will rest a while. The creature now takes that final step and it now sits astride the tree limbs directly above. Now in the clear safety of the day, it drops upon you and strikes. You would have made a great dungeon master. You never see it coming. (laughs) In this week's episode of Yaramara Yahoo or... 
Or, yo, Mara's so fat. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> oh, come on. That was great. That was pretty good. Yeah, come on. Oh, my God. <sighs> so this monster's Ramalama Ding Dong. <laughs> oh, my God, the Eurovision version. Oh, God, I just, I just reverted to 1980s Australian <laughs> comedian. <laughs> Will Wallaby there? <laughs> oh God, don't you dare. Don't you <laughs> My dare. friends just did a gig with Ostentatious. I'll tell you after the show. Fuck, oh, it was funny. No. Oh, you mean ironically funny? Yeah, he kept referring to the MC, a friend of mine, who is a clinical psychiatrist yeah. and Vietnamese by yeah. descent as a Chinese cunt. Yeah. Mm. He's a lovely man. Um. Mm-hmm. She's seen a cock or two. Brilliant. Give him a million dollars. On a side note. Yeah. I, t- I took my cat to the vet today to have her shots. Yes, you did. And the little Japanese vet came out and was very talkative and he was like, oh, you're, uh, you know, your cat's name, Toka. You know, that's very unusual. Does that mean anything? And I explained, oh, well, you know, that was her name. You know, I adopted her when she was two from the, you know, the AWL. It thinks, you know, it's... it. It means something like a, you know, like a, a black, you know, consuming sadness in Russian, you know. And he just looked at me and with like his eyes that were a little bit dead, he looked at me and he goes, yes, we have a lot of patients. They come in and they call their black cats LeBron or Obama. <laughs> you just see like the dead in his eyes. Well, you couldn't call it Kobe because he doesn't have nine lives. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Oh. Now we have all heard stories of Bigfoots and Yowies roaming the forest and giant, giant ape-like beasts. But it turns out maybe it's the biggest creatures that shouldn't cause you the biggest concern. You should be aware of the little things. Beware the Yaramada Yahoo. Ugh. I have to say this is my favourite of all the cryptoids so far because it has the coolest name. It, indigenous dreaming stories are fucking excellent. Yeah. They have the best monsters. Well, not only that, the name. Yeah. Just roll it off your tape. Just, yeah. just try it. Yadamada Yahoo. Yadamada Yahoo. Oh, that is great. How cool is that? I want to like bust it out. Like I want it to be my rap name. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Like, oh my God. How is there not an indigenous rapper called Yadamada Yahoo? Yadamada Yahoo! <laughs> Come on! Oh my lord! Oh. Now the Yaramata Yahoo was first found in Australian Aboriginal mythology. The creature is something horrifying and truly unforgettable to see. It would be hard to confuse a Yaramata Yahoo with anything else. The creature is three to four feet tall, almost human-looking, but not entirely. More like a non-fully formed fetus. Oh, like a homunculus kind of thing. Its head is much larger than than its body, with its rounded belly and a large split mouth and dislocating jaw, throat and stomach like a snake with a frog-like appearance. Oh, Jesus. It has suckers like those of an octopus on the ends of its fingers and toes. It has red skin and unusually large red eyes. I actually have, I found a picture of one. I'll put this up on our socials. I haven't showed this to you before. Um, okay, here it is. All right, this is the Yaramara Yahoo. 
Oh, fucking Jesus. Hey. Oh, my God. I, I once saw something like that on an alcoholic withdrawal. Yeah. Wow. Like, it's like, it's oh. it's it's zombie baby meets. Yeah, it's almost like alien hybrid. Mm. It also looks a little bit like Burt Newton. <laughs> like a tiny little bit. Like he's doing a monologue at the end of In Melbourne Tonight in 1954. Oh, see, I would have said Rudy Giuliani. Oh, if it was very, bleeding red instead of black. Very Rudy Giuliani. Yeah. But three foot, like the fetus version with suckers. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. kind of like the mind implanted anti-abortion propaganda. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I, I have the right to vote. <laughs> now, I like how they drew a tiny dick on it too. <laughs> Isn't that fucking weird? <laughs> what, see, that's what... Oh. That's what makes a monster truly scary. It's like a weird small dick. Or just was it? See, I've always I actually I did notice that when I was putting up the um, pictures for dog soldiers. Yeah, and I was going through like the pictures to put one up because there was one. It was just sort of standing there, just like front on, like Rah! and I'm like, yeah. it has no genitals. Well, that's the thing about hentai as well. Like hentai, it's like all demons with like nineteen foot mm. tree trunk cocks. Mm. It'd be so much scarier if they had like this little little wiener that didn't quite work. <laughs> just oh, it's quite off. And he gets like fucking angry at you for like, fucking don't look at me. I can't keep it hard. Well, you see, I was gonna, I was gonna say, I would find that the other way. If it had like a giant raging like a baby's arm, you'd just yeah. be like, ew, like get it away from me. I would find that creepier. Really? Yeah. Then, then it's then a small malformed doesn't quite work, Dick. Well, yeah, you could be like, ha, like it's, it's women. We get shown them all the time at the bus stop, <laughs> like a giant, like throbby, like blah, like reaching for you, like an elephant's trunk. Ew. <laughs> like thing from the Adams family. <laughs> Just blah, ah! <laughs> hit it with a shoe. <laughs> oh my god! But no, little little tiny. Unimpressive dicks, honestly, that's everyone who's ever flashed. Like, people with, with decent penises don't flash. You're saying that with some authority. Yeah, because I'm a woman. And you've been flashed with a lot of unimpressive penises. Yeah, every woman has. I guarantee you ask every woman you know how many, like, unimpressive penises <sighs> she's seen in her people? life. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. And they'll all be like, so unimpressive. <laughs> does, does it have to rule me out? <laughs> That's that's between you and your therapist. <laughs> oh. Now, the Aboriginal people feared the creature, if not for its appearance, but then for its gruesome form of vampiric attack. And it's tiny cock. Some creatures in Australian mythology were regarded more as supernatural spirits. However, the Yaramariyahu was seen as a legitimate physical threat due to its behaviour and hunting patterns. The native Aborigines warned white colonists when they arrived. Still, the Yaramariyahu was dismissed as a myth to frighten children. Yeah. But it wasn't just children who were afraid of the creature. The Yaramariyahu lived in a tiny space in Australia restricted to the forests of the Pacific coast. They live in fig trees, the Moreton Bay fig being its preferred tree. Jesus, that's a big fucking tree too. The only other blessing is that the creature is only active during the day. The creature would not so much hunt for food as it would instead lay in wait. Wait for its unsuspecting prey to take shelter under the fig tree. There you go. So many of Australian predators, they're, they're, they're ambush predators. Yeah. 
Mm. Fucking, it's too fucking hot. Yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> literally, come over here, mate, so I can stab you, can't? <laughs> Pretty much it. Sharks, crocodiles, yeah. uh, fucking stab you. you just, Snakes. Just put your fucking leg in my mouth, mate. We know how this is going. <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> It would slowly move into place above its prey and then without warning drop onto it. So can you just imagine you're still like, oh, I'm just going to have a sit. Ah, fucking fetus. Uh, fetus. Uh, it's got a small dick. <laughs> See, if it had a big dick, you could grab it by the big dick and like throw it. <laughs> oh, so I wasn't sure where that hand gesture was going. You were just like, you it, could... might, it might enjoy it. <laughs> Beat it off. What? It's your answer to everything. It, it works, I tell you. When in doubt, beat it off. Never been beaten up in a bar and I'll tell you why. It's because I'm not afraid to go the wank. You know, Independence Day would have been a very different film. <laughs> if you were... The scientists are in there now. I'm oh. back. <laughs> Oh, my Lord. Going Randy Quaid on their asses with my Popeye arm. <laughs> oh, my Lord. You know what? They Really, they should send you to Gaza. Absolutely. You can just stand there on the border, oh, fuck. one on either side. Exactly. Just till everyone's happy. I will jerk the world off for peace. Jerk the world. <laughs> Make it a better place. Why are you doing Stevie Wonderhead? We need to start filming these. You're doing Stevie Wonderhead and it's not cool. He's got he's not jerking people off. He's a, That's why he went blind watching you <laughs> fucking jerking off the world. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. Maybe it's why I fear of tiny penises too much work. Oh, back to the salt oh lines. God, I don't have the dexterity. I've got bear paws for hands. Oh, I don't have the dexterity. You crush them. Just put it between your little fingers. <laughs> your little bear claws. Yeah, middle, middle, and, uh, middle and ring finger, the old drummer's twitch. You can do a couple at the same time. Yeah. Like do the Star Trek split and then just... <laughs> multitask, I'm just saying. Live long and prosper. <laughs> Blast beats. <laughs> it's one hell of a first contact. <laughs> First happy contact. Oh, God. <laughs> Close okay. encounters of the bus stop kind. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, my God. I really want to see your film clip on MTV. <laughs> Heal the world. <laughs> Make it a wetter place. Oh. <sighs> The Yadamata would move into place above its prey, like John on a dick, <laughs> as taught to him by his grandmother. Oh, poor Claire. And then without warning, drop onto it. It's your family motto, isn't it? Without warning, drop onto it. Now I know I've got to break him back. Puss away! <laughs> oh. Like one of those fucking Coke bottle challenges where people are going to throw the fucking... Ball into a cup. I was going to say, your grandmother is the only person who's able to jump out of an airplane and not need a parachute. <laughs> just going to land. Just, just hope, split her legs apart. Woo! Just like a game of fucking coits. Just hope that there's someone on the ground erect oh. and big enough to break her fall. <laughs> Another Heal reason to hate tiny cocks. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> Broke both her legs. 
<sighs> now, without warning, the Yanomoto who would drop onto their prey. <laughs> its suckers would then clamp onto your skin and begin to suck the blood from its prey. But not enough to kill you, only immobilize you. Some Aboriginals advised at this stage it was best to simply submit to the attack. Oh, okay. Because despite its size, the creature was stronger than any human being and could kill you if you struggled too much. It's like a primitive xenomorph. Oh, yeah. After this, the Yanomarahu, who would dislocate its giant mouth and would swallow the person whole. The creature then slowly moves to the nearest water hole and drinks its full of water and then retreats to a quiet, shaded place to nap. And do the biggest shit of all time. No, because when it awakens, the creature will regurgitate its prey. Oh. Leaving its victim disorientated with no clear memory of the incident. You will also be slightly shorter than before. So it's got an eating disorder. The person will be thinner... Their body drained of large quantities of its fluids and their skin will have a reddish tint, but you will still be alive. Sounds like everything I need. I never get any sunlight. I could do with losing 80 kilos. Yeah. Like, can I check in for the weekend? If you see me in the botanical gardens hanging around underneath (laughs) fucking Morton Bay figs. Just leave me be. I'm not fucking giving out wristies like usual. (laughs) Yeah, you see John fighting with a fetus, just let it happen. <laughs> just let it happen, John. Already had four of those fights, one or four. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's a terrible joke. The creature only targets living prey, so it is suggested to attempt to play dead in the hope that the creature will lose interest in you. <laughs> Typical fucking good strategy on Tinder as well. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> After it has vomited you out, it will turn and walk away and then return with a stick and poke you. <laughs> For science. Get my science, Darren Starling. Boop. Or is it stand by me? It's just looking down near the train tracks. Oh, fuck, have I killed this one? Yeah, no, legit. People stand by, poke you with a stick. All the while to test if you are unconscious or faking it. The creature will walk away, then suddenly returning, nudging you in the neck and arm. It is even rumoured to tickle the body to test if it is pretending. Consent is important. (laughs) You've just been vomited up and there you are, wet and used and little sucker boy is just tickle, tickle, tickle. Horror date. Oh, there would not be a second date. No, because it's his mum's house and you're on the futon in the back room. Oh, oh. Get up, mum needs it for a prayer group. So he will tickle you to see if you're pretending. But you must pretend. And then the creature will retreat. And you wait until sunset when the creature returns to safety high in the fig tree and you can use this time to slip away. Now, just remember, if you do try to make a run for it during the day, remember that the Yaramara Yahu can move swiftly and easily through the tree trops. Oh. However, 
if you can get to clear land, you will be safe because the little fetus is not much of a runner. Okay. And on flat surface, <laughs> tends to waddle like a little fat parrot. <laughs> so you can easily outrun it on a flat surface so it won't chase you. But if you try to run for it through the trees... You're fucked. You're fucked. Literally. Wow. So uh, I might be stepping on the story here, but this <laughs> very much sounds like the origins behind the drop bear. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, in, um, did you explain the drop bear to our overseas listeners? So the drop bear is a terrible local joke played on people who come over here who are legitimately scared. So tourists mm-hmm. who are legitimately scared of everything else here that could possibly kill mm-hmm. you. Mostly in spider and snake form. Uh-huh. Occasional and jellyfish, snakes, octopus. Crocodiles. Yeah, everything. You know. Spiders. But we, we don't have a monopoly. Mosquitoes. We don't have a monopoly on scary shit that can kill you. No, but we do have most of the deadly ones are in Australia. Only, like we've got like eight of snakes. the top ten. Snakes, yeah. yeah. We don't have bears. You know. Bears. We've got koalas. Yeah, and that's what people have tried to do. They've tried <laughs> to invent one more thing that's just a little bit scarier. With a kind of wild, feral version of the koala, which is mm. carnivorous. Mm-hmm. Obviously, koalas are not. They live exclusively on eucalyptus leaves. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they say that this thing will drop upon you in the bushland and eat you. Mm. And it's basically a big, angry koala. Mm. And there's several very bad horror films about them. Yeah, yeah. Um, Chuck flying, it's true. It's all true. Run! <laughs> <laughs> They'll suck out your life and then they'll tickle you. Yeah, but it's it's the crap joke that you play on people. Oh, watch out for drop Not bears. bears. <laughs> <laughs> you know, whereas it's like legitimately, actually, no, don't put your tent under that tree because it will kill you. Yeah. Because the tree will fall over in the night. Yeah. And it happens quite regularly. Yeah. Or just a lonely farmer will fuck you. Like, Unless he's got a tiny cock. Oh, just annoyingly just... Rub it in your face. <laughs> like a fucking... Like he'll, a, he'll, t- he'll tickle you to see if you're awake. Like a pug backing into you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you like that? Oh, no. Ugh. Oh, God, no. Oh, nobody likes that. Ugh. My housemate used to have an epileptic pug. Oh, really? Yeah, it was terrible. Like, I, didn't know, I did not know the dog was epileptic and mm. I was using a laser pointer. Yeah. And it was chasing the laser pointer <gasps> around the ground. And then suddenly it just stopped, froze... And started like shaking. I was like, oh, what the fuck is wrong? And of course, dogs, like a lot of people having seizures, will void their bowels. Yeah. So oh. imagine the worst ever game of spin the bottle involving a pulsating dog spraying diarrhea around the room. Oh, no. Yeah. Was he okay? He was okay. Oh. Poor, poor Goma. Poor <laughs> little thing. Yeah. Okay, so you've never played with it. There's you just with a stick. <laughs> <laughs> tickle, tickle. <laughs> You're just like, my dates really have to stop ending like this. (laughs) That dog was racist. It used to bark at black people on the TV. (laughs) Yeah. It had all kinds of problems. Oh. Not just the the breathing problems from being a bracky dog. Yeah. But yeah, it used to bark at at black people and fish. I know. Australia's weird. Oh, okay. Obviously, maybe it lost oxygen when it was... I think so. yeah. Yeah, poor little thing. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Um... Now, the other thing is, when you've been regurgitated by the Yada Mata Wahu, and even when it retreats at night, you cannot linger. Because if you don't escape and escape promptly, the Yada Mata Yahu will feed on you again. Oh. And the incident will be repeated. 
and you'll be regurgitated again, again, a little bit smaller and a little bit redder. Oh, no. So, like, you'll be there one day and, like, Pete comes back after being missing for a week <laughs> and he's two feet shorter and bright red. <laughs> well, <laughs> with each time you get a little bit smaller and a little bit redder, there is no definitive answer on how long it, ta- it happens. But if you are fed upon enough by the Yarramara Wahoo... You become one. You become <gasps> the Yarramara Yahoo. Fuck. Some uh, stories suggest it could take as little as seven feedings. Seven days. Tickle, tickle, tickle. <laughs> <laughs> Would that just be a different film if she climbs out of the TV and just comes over? Tickle. I would run head first towards the that girl and then this fucking pink little dicked weirdo. <laughs> you really gotta think about what oh my god, what happened? Did you have an incident with a little dick as like what's <laughs> You've obviously had a bad incident with a little dick. I mean, welcome to womanhood, but <laughs> Well there was that one time a band camp. <laughs> no, I just think that, you know, disproportionately small genitals are scary. No. Oh, okay. Fetus, like how? Of course, it's gonna have a tiny wang. Yeah, not even properly formed. <laughs> so yes, make sure that you make your escape before it can come back and feed on you again. The Yarramurriyahu can wait in the trees for days, waiting for prey. The Yarramurriyahu may even go as far as to drink up all the water in nearby wells and waterholes. In an attempt to drive the thirsty to seek liquid from the tree sap, exposing the thirsty to attack. Uh, look for these things around cotton plantations. Lot of yaramaro around cotton. Yeah. Uh, so next sunny day, before you stop and sit under the fig tree, just remember, you're not the only thing out here who thirsts. The yaramaro yahoo. That's who. We need to like make Dungeons and Dragons style monster cards <laughs> for all these things. <laughs> That'd be a good one. Yes. Oh my god, for our little tickle monster. Yeah, attacks, tickling, <laughs> stick poking, draining of life essences. Yeah. Tiny dick. <laughs> dick minus five. Oh my well, oh my god. And then you you like your ultimate match of it's the Yadamata Yahoo. It's little dick versus Cocksquatch. Oh no! You know, like little dick would just latch onto the end of cock squatch like a and just drain it, <laughs> just tickle the life out of him. <laughs> just leave cock squatch with this fucking dehydrated ancho chili yeah. of a dick. What are you gonna do? You've got like a little angry red fetus on your dick. You can't hit your dick against a tree, can you? Bam! <laughs> ah! I think that's how Republicans think birth control works. <laughs> Hit your dick against a tree. Just you see a fetus on the end of your dick, just hit it on a tree. <laughs> you gotta hit that on a sapling. <laughs> Pour some moonshine on it. Oh my lord. Poor old cocksquatch. Goes to visit his ex-girlfriend and comes out with a fetus on his dick. <laughs> Whoops. Awkward. <laughs> uh, yeah, we have established there are many problems for Cockswatch. Yeah. Yeah, but so that is the tale of the Yanamari Yahoo. It's only a, it's only a like its genitals. It's only a little one today. Yeah, but that's that's good. That's bite size, like its genitals. <laughs> <laughs> we 
we just this week, you know, basically we just wanted you to relax and tickle, tickle, tickle. <laughs> I remember because um, we grew up at a time when I think Australia was finally starting to show the first signs of coming to terms with its Aboriginal heritage. Mm-hmm. It's much more progressive now mm-hmm. and there's still a huge culture war on to try and stop it. Yeah. But I think at the time we grew up, there was probably the first moves to people understanding the different cultures that were here and that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And remember the the ABC, the Australian Broadcasting Corporation, publicly funded, formerly publicly funded, massive public service. Used yeah. to they actually did a series of Aboriginal dreaming stories. Yeah, and I can't remember what the name of this monster was, but it was about twenty feet tall, uh-huh. and it only came out after the first rains. Okay, and you knew it was coming. It was basically its job was to eat children. Okay. And you mm. knew it was coming because rain moths would precede it. Oh. Because it's the first rain, then the rain moths would hibernate in the soil. Yep. They're the size of a small bird. Okay. They're fucking horrendous. Oh. Like okay. their bodies are a good 10 centimetres long. They're Ooh. a good three inches long. Ooh. They're fucking huge. And Ooh. they're invertebrates. Ooh. Yeah. So we went camping for the first time ever. Yeah. And we didn't know it was just before the first rains of the season would happen. Oh, God. And we're out hiking and yeah. it was like fucking Batman. Because we're walking along with torches and suddenly you hear this like whooshing and then we are surrounded by these rain moths. And I just remember because I'd heard the story like maybe a week earlier. I'm like, yeah. it's coming to get us. And I was shitting myself. Because, <laughs> yeah, the rain moths were there to tell you to run. Oh, wow. Yeah. Did you run? Yeah, absolutely. Powered by a shit rocket. <laughs> <laughs> the way you blew through a door, I would have gone through it like fucking, hey, Kool-Aid. <laughs> Add some momentum. Yeah. Well, see, that's what I, I, you know, I, I love it. And it's sort of, um, I, I, you know, I, I think it's like, yeah, the indigenous cultures, like, you know, you don't learn the myths and the legends at your own peril. Yeah. Have you ever spent much time with um, Aboriginal people talking about the impact of like their local traditions and beliefs and all that sort of stuff? Yeah. Fuck, man. Great comedian by the name of Josh Warrior. No. People should look him up. Aboriginal mm. fella. Fucking hell, man. He gave me some insight into what it was like to go and visit his wife's country. Yeah. So he's from South Australia. Yeah. Um, I think he's from the um, Yunkinjara people on the mm-hmm. West Coast. Um, mm-hmm. I could be very wrong here. I could be insulting him, all that sort of stuff. But so he's from South Australia on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. His wife's people are from the top end. Yeah. Of Northern Territory. Yeah. So he went up there and he had to meet the family and be like, you know, in, inducted into their traditions and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And it was fucking full on. Yeah. Like they didn't get a decent night's sleep until they paid tribute to the spirits of the old fellas. Yeah. And so they had to go out and shoot a kangaroo and leave it. Mm. And he reckons that things were going wrong the whole time until they did. And when they finally did it, you know, mm. it's Australia. Life's, life's brutal anyway. Oh, it's hard. To, oh, it's going to be hard to be a vegan. It's very hard to be a vegan. Soy crops aren't exactly the kind of thing. Can I, I leave a paper mache kangaroo? Yeah, you, maybe. But you know. the, the stories he tells about having to do certain things and observe mm. certain stuff and apparently like they were out hunting and they saw a certain set of tracks and they're like, no, we can't go this way because the spirit people have been walking through here. Mm-hmm. And he reckons that everything was really good when they observed stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when they slightly strayed outside the lines, that's when shit went wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was powerful, man. Wow. Yeah, and it's, it's really cool. Yeah. And he's fucking hilarious, that guy. Excellent. Yeah, he deserves to be on big. He's actually I'll keep really, an eye out for him. He's releasing a video very soon. Okay, what's his name again? Joshua Warrior. Joshua Warrior. Excellent. Yeah. What a name. He's fucking great. Woo! Yeah, real interesting dude. Joshua Warrior. That's that's so much better than, you know, fetus little dick. <laughs> well, that, that would be his. If he was going to play like the clumps, 
Yeah. It'd be like a widened up for that. <laughs> yeah. It'd be penis McLittle dick. Yeah. Yeah. Just, oh. <laughs> tickle, tickle. That's all I've got. <laughs> tickle, tickle, little cock. Makes you, oh my God, it makes you. <gasps> what? Oh my God. Does Sesame Street rip off the Yaramada Yahoo to make Elmo? What? Oh! Tickle me, Elmo! No! Oh, and we know about the guy who played Elmo too. Oh, my God. Suddenly so many pieces are falling into the puzzle. I'm They've stolen vampires, the Count. Yeah. You know, um, Cocksquatch, there is Snuffleupagus. That, there is that episode where he vomits up Kermit the Frog. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Elmo sit in the boab tree. <laughs> Hello, Kermit the Frog here. Oh, my Lord, yeah. Just just think of that. Now you think of your Tickle Me Elmo. Make sure he's not tickling the life out of you. Yeah, just to see if you're awake. <laughs> oh. What a fucking creep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh. Oh, I'm, glad re- we, I'm glad we could end the episode on this note. Yeah, well, this is a record for us. We're under an hour. Well done. Well, don't feel like you have to, like, I was like, that's, you know, in case people are like, oh, oh, you know, <laughs> before I've got to, like, whoa, apologise to China, you know, <laughs> I've, I've got 45 minutes, they can bust a quick one out. Exactly. You know, so. Uh, With the efficiency of me healing the Israeli-Palestinian <laughs> divisions. Exactly. I'll put the whale into the whaling wall. So while while you do that, um, like while I give the world a happy ending, yeah, um, with my fists of fury. Um, oh yeah, I told you I'm being audited for the last seven years. Yes, you are. Enjoy that. <sighs> you should definitely talk about the tax department on a tiny obscure horror podcast. Yeah. Oh my god. You know what? I yeah. I can't. Um. Um. I'm screwed if they find my blade one and two money. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> Fucking screwed. But, you know, as long as they don't look at that, I'll be fine. Yeah. You'll have to do like a fight with Joe Rogan for cash. Oh, my God. Well, no, I can just, I don't know. I'll make like a sequel to a blockbuster film that I don't really want to be in just so I don't have to go go to prison a day. Fair enough. That's what Robert Downey Jr. did. Really? Yeah. For the, um, you know, the sequel to the Harrison Ford, you know, the one with the lone man. What's the, the US Marshals? Yeah. One. Um... That was the one where um, – I'm sure that's the one where he had been, you know, convicted of drug charges. Yeah. Or was it Wesley? Um, where And basically they were like, oh, look, you've got to go to prison now. And he used the excuse of like, oh, look, I can't, you know, go to prison full time because then obviously these, you know, thousand other people on the set will lose money. Like thousands of people will lose jobs and industries and think of the caterers and the technicians and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So he would come and be on the set for however many hours a day, like 16 hours a day. Yeah. And then would go back to prison and sleep in the prison (laughs) and then like just go back in to do, you know, check-ins. Um, to the prison, but then would be allowed out to make the film. Who says America has a two-tiered justice system? I know. <laughs> I know. So they literally just made that film because it was literally make this or go to prison. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. True story. That's true story. That's because incredible. If you're gonna, if you're just about to get busted by the tax department, just sign on to any multi-million dollar film you can find. Anything. 
anything you can find because then it's your get-out-of-jail-free card. Or in Australia say, I'm going to make an Australian movie and the tax office will say, well, that's not going to fucking make any money and just, <laughs> and just let you off. Yeah, yeah, and just be like, oh. What's the story about? Oh, it's two uh, star-crossed lesbians living in Fitzroy who discover that one of them's transgender and uh, mm. and uh, one of them commits suicide on the train lines while they're uh, trying to recite the poems of Simone de Beauvoir. Oh, that sounds like a fucking laugh riot. What's that called? Legally Blonde? Gotta love Australian cinema. <laughs> it's pretty shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 I like well. Australian cinema. That's enough padding. <laughs> yeah, you know what? The only the only place for padding is a bra. Absolutely. Or bicycle seats. Why'd you look at me? <laughs> I'll just fucking go off and fucking tickle something. <laughs> I'm going to go save my son from whatever movie he's watching in the other room. <laughs> but we're the company of evil people or whatever the fuck it is. I just... I, I, don't, I don't have a catchphrase. Take heed of evil company. Yes. And just remember, real mothmen eat the carpet. Or they suck your fluids from a tree. <laughs> tickle, tickle. <laughs>